hello, hello. Welcome to Life with the Girlfriends with Christine Marie and Julie. Hello, Julie Marie. Hello, Christine Marie. How you doing, sweetheart? I'm doing pretty good today. Well, it's so funny today. We were just knocking, uh, we were laying down our list of all the things that must get done today. Yes. And then you kept saying, uh, do we have time for all this? And like everything I said must get done. So yes. it, these are not... These are things written in stone that yes. must get done. And yes. I said, of course we have time because why? We speak what we want to have happen. And also time does not exist no. in our in our realm. Things are already done and completed. Already we just done. have to go through the... We just call it. Call it as it is, That's as right. you want. And you just have to... It, it will be okay. Yes. And it's interesting because when things don't turn out the way I expected them to turn out, mm-hmm. they tend on uh, turning out... Are better, better, and in perfect timing for what had to happen in the rest of the world. I agree, or for rest for the rest of the participants involved. Mm. You know, so it's all it's all a good thing, right? I'm I believe in, um, like I I, Mike Dooley. You know, he writes Tut, uh, the universe talks or notes from the universe. Yes. Which are so much like our prosperity postcards. It's crazy, except that our prosperity postcards were two minutes of audio. His is just. 20 seconds of a of a you know right little thing yeah but Which people appreciate i think more than I two think minutes i agree if only we could have condensed it exactly <laughs> uh but it's this idea that the universe or god or the world whatever you want to say or the creative force that moves the universe um is not against you it's for you mm-hmm. everything that happens is for you yes even when you're like well that's not what i really wanted to have happen and then you go like this like Go back to what is the character of God? Yes. What do you know? What do you know? What is the character of God? First, we know that God is love. God is love. Or maybe even before that, we know that God is good. Yes. You don't need to know any more than that. No. That's it. And if you believe that, then everything that occurs is good. Now, there's there's stuff that happens that you're like, ah. And and then it's your job really to extract that good stuff out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, like... Well, why did this happen to me? And you're like, well, here's what I've learned in a positive way. It's brought more compassion into my life. I met great people. I did this, this, and this. I had a different rocket of a desire come through that I did wouldn't necessarily have right. if this hadn't happened. Also, too, people need to be encouraged. Ah, oh, for sure, right? And inspired. Encouraged and inspired. Right. And I would like, and, and also the way our minds work, we, you've always told me this, you need something to push up against. That's right. If we all could just achieve and thrive and, and, and grow without any of that tension. Think about this. I'm thinking, okay. I'm thinking hard. So uh, a mama's in the birthing room, the labor mm, room. Yes. And what has she got her feet up on? Stirrups. Something that you can push, push against. against. So if you want to get born and do something creative you have something to push against something girl. to push against something to push against yes yeah, it's a hard metal thing yeah. you know that they could have <laughs> at least like may it put a you know some kind of material over it so it wouldn't be so hard and all that stuff <laughs> i i like it that's a really good thing from the moment you are born you have to be pushed through or cut open <laughs> For the moment. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but if you're watching, you know, uh, as American Horror Story Double Feature says, life has a way of figuring out how to be born one way or another. You know, mm-hmm. it must be born somehow. It just does. Uh, I, don't, I don't I don't remember getting that from American well, Horror Stories. But... Do you remember the scene? So no. it's about aliens, this second part of the double feature. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they've impregnated a boy, a man, 
and he's about ready to give birth. And the, the, of course, what would be the most common question a man talking to aliens would ask the alien? How's How this I... coming out of me? How's this getting out of me? Yeah. <laughs> what orifice is this baby going to come out of me of? And the, the wise doctor nurse says don't worry about it don't that, that's exactly <laughs> that's right not that's your, not your concern that's not your concern life has a way of being born yeah so you're like okay <laughs> um so that so then i get that you know and uh oh my goodness gracious um uh this is just uh douglas texting me complaints about fedex and uh i'm i'm no and i'm like Cause can now- we can we just say a good word for fedex <laughs> One of our, because you know we now have a FedEx business. We are proud yes. owners of a FedEx yes. business, and one of our customers is the beautiful Hallmark. Yes, and and if anybody goes to a Hallmark store during any season, but especially the Christmas season, you know how congested and everything is just filled to the brim with anything you can possibly want: bows, wrapping paper cards little trinkets all this stuff and so we in general are kind to our hallmark store yes but they are when when some when one person has to do like 200 deliveries a day yes they cannot afford to spend a half 45 minutes no, minutes with one customer with one customer bringing yes. each individual little bows into your store and trying then waiting to, to see they get opened <laughs> But also trying to navigate the tiny little aisles in your store. So it just shows you that everybody's world, like the sun, everybody is the sun in their own world. That's true. And everything navigates around you. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's sort of like the, um, the definition of narcissism. It truly is. And I, I know that I'm not a narcissist because I truly see. I know everybody's point of view. I do. Yeah. It's crazy. You're so sweet. I don't know. If, no, it's just the way my brain works. And I would love to have I that. Think, but you got a sweet brain. I would. I do a sweet brain. I would love to have a little bit more narcissism in me because sometimes I don't think I go like, oh, I should really be on my side more. Mm-hmm. Like I shouldn't see it from this person's point of view completely because that person really wants to screw me over. But I understand no. why. Right. You know. I well, get you. Here's the thing. Let's t- <laughs> let's talk just a little bit. Just be a little bit behind the scenes we'll mm. pull the curtain behind the scenes of the fedex world sure now that this is our first season, i'm sure they're gonna want people are gonna like yes i really want to know this well this is this is the tea baby is it <laughs> <laughs> well you know it, it is the season and and it's called peak season yeah at fedex yeah and they want us to be mightily prepared they want yes. us to have all these people lined up to help yes who in, in just have nothing else to do with their day but to wait for our call, which is right. crazy, crazy, but, but, that's but, okay. but it's a, it's a kind of a roll that dies. Yeah. But, but everybody's gearing up for this big peak season and including our stores or some of our stores are Target. Yeah. Which like, whoa, people stop buying from Target. Save us. Help save us. Yes. <laughs> no, they just have a huge amount. Target right. does. It goes in and comes out. Right. And their back people are... Would you say that they are a kindly, compassionate sort? Sure. Yes. Oh, you would. No, okay. not really. I would. I would grade them. I would grade them at least as just a C. Okay, go for it. On kindness and compassion. Okay. You know, but but we still try to give them all their stuff that they need so that everybody can have their Christmas. 
presents. That's exactly know? right. We feel we're part of the spoke in the Christmas holiday. Yes. We and to the point, which is so interesting because years ago we bought the website your best Christmas ever. Dot com. Dot com. I have not yet to do anything with it because I'm just like, oh humbug. <laughs> but it it it's it, it, it grow it birthed a seed in me. Yes. That I want to be part of people's best Christmas ever. Yes. And now we are. In now some we are. weird way. Right. We are part of people's Best or worst Christmas ever. Right. <laughs> we also have Dick's Sporting Goods. Yes. Dot com. No, we don't have that. No. I meant <laughs> we're, that's one of our customers. Yes. They're gearing up for a mighty big yes. season as well. It's fun though, right? Yeah. Kind of fun? Yeah. I don't mean to switch gears, but I will. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I kind of want to talk a little bit about, you know, um, shame and uh, crap of your childhood. Um, you're I was listening to Anne Hayes. She was being interviewed by Adam Carolla. Now, if anybody remembers Anne Hayes, in the early 90s, she was like this darling that came onto the scene and she was doing movies and being um, oddly picked as romantic uh, partners with older men because she was in her 20s, I think, or early 30s. And it was just, but she had an older look about her. Mm-hmm. She didn't look pixie or youthful she had just this older look about her and i find her to be fascinating because um one she talked about growing up in a cult Mm. i have a very broad definition of a cult Mm -hmm. which is if you're not allowed to let anybody in to see what's going on or you're not allowed to go out to let people know what's going on it's a cult you know i was raised in a cult then (laughs) Exactly. Hmm. And sometimes I was too. Let's be real. Hmm. There were times when you're like, you know, let's not bring people over. <laughs> you know, hmm. I don't feel like it, hmm. you know. Or I remember one time you said, don't tell your grandparents that we bought a car. Uh, <laughs> meaning my parents? I think it was my, grand, your, my like Grandma Marie maybe or something like that. Hmm. We, had that we had that. I don't know. Remember that one car we said or something like that? I don't know. Well, you said grandparents, though. I just threw that grandparents oh, out. because I know it, the, my mom and dad were parents, but Maria was lost Alan right away. Yeah, I didn't. I meant general. Okay. And, and no, I was actually, I want to roll that back. Okay. I don't want to get stuck in the weeds there. Okay. okay. It's a memory. And uh, I was just trying to think my parents would probably, that they'd be the ones that I probably wouldn't want to tell. Oh, okay. I was thinking. Well, no, I just remember, remember one time Irma came by? And we were selling a car or something like that, or I don't okay. know. Yeah. Oh, was it was it was it Marie's car? No. No. It was a big old. We had a big old cat, not Cadillac, but an Oldsmobile at the time. We were trying to sell. It was in our uh, front yard trying to sell. Okay. Okay. I don't know what the whole deal was. That might have been. I remember we had some Oldsmobile. Well, well, one of them got stolen. Remember that? Yes. Yes. And then we had the one right after that. Yes. Because that was the insurance replacement one. Right. Those were the only two Oldsmobiles I remember. I don't know. I, Maybe there was a third. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. But no, I, this is, and then actually at this moment, the stories I'm trying to tell, I have nothing to go with that. <laughs> oh, no. I, I feel bad that I got got you trapped here. Okay, okay. It, I'll it, just open up. Yeah, just let that yeah. go. Drop that part Drop of the story. Part, okay. I'm sure that it, it has nothing to do with what I want to okay, talk about. Okay, okay. But what Anne Hayes talked about, though, was how she has a new podcast, believe it or not. Holy cow. What? Yes. And she was talking about her podcast is all about healing the shame that we have as children in, in growing up. 
Okay, she goes, I've always felt shamed about my life. Um, her dad was one of the first people who died of AIDS. Um, and how is she? Um, what is she doing right now? You know, how she's surviving? Uh, she's been always acting. She still is acting. Yeah, I mean, she was on, she does stunts, you know, and acting, you know, she does acting here and there. And she was on for a year, um, my Chicago and Chicago PD for oh, okay. for a year or two. Okay. And, um, so she's a working actress. Yeah, she's a working actress. That's great. But she talks about how in the early 90s, I mean, really, she was like in, she was in a movie about Volcano. Yeah, yeah. She she tons a, of movies. She's a very good actress. And she went to the premiere a volcano with Ellen DeGeneres. Mm-hmm. And the week before that movie came out, Ellen DeGeneres came out of the closet and on her show. And she said, at that moment, I lost all future gigs in, in Hollywood. Like I got dropped by my, by the um, studio and all that stuff. Wow. Because, and you think to yourself, Oh my God, we forget how would they the price that some of these actors had to pay yes because like sarah paulson you're talking about american horror story yeah i mean she's like out there just like totally out there yes and she is totally out there as being a lesbian and dating someone much older at the time they, they broke up they broke no, up yeah. oh okay yeah. let me be real honest here i knew she that wasn't gonna died. last i'm not sure i don't think she don't really that's is that how they broke up no okay. no i think they broke up before that oh, I think she, okay that i'm well, not sure <laughs> That is a consequence of dating someone significantly older. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got to live in the day, though. You got to live in the present moment. Right. Live for the day. You know, love who you love the one you're with, yada, yada, yada. Um, but I, I wanted to say how it would be so odd now that if someone brought a sa- their same sex partner to a premiere, mm-hmm. the world would crumble around them. No, exactly. You know, it would be like, um, no, no big deal. So crazy. I mean, one of our um, one of our favorite shows is The Big Leap, and we love that show. It's a show. It's a it's it's a based on a reality show, but it's scripted. Great characters, great actors. Oh yeah. And there is two dancers that are gay, and they're kind of attracted <clears throat> to each other. But it comes across so naturally, mm-hmm. and they handle it in such a way that you don't even think anything of it. Right. It's just. There's, it's just part of the, the storyline. Yes. And what you realize, we've come a long way, baby, in a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And yes, that is a, a, a well, cigarette from the commercial. Well, to the to the 2021s, that's, that's like 30 years. 30 years. Yeah. So it's a generation and a half, right? Yeah. So where will we be in 30 years from now? Right. That we will find like, oh, this is no longer. Because sometimes I feel like we're at our, our tipping point. Like, well, we're pretty much woked out, right? We're all woked out. Can't get any wo- woker. Right, right. But I'm, I, I'm, I'm definitely wrong on that. Well, thirty you know, years from now, we are going to be talking about know. shame, though. Okay, yes. let me let me talk about shame. Please do. That um, was where I want to go. I'm not going to talk about sh- childhood at this moment. Okay, because I, if you remember, several weeks ago, I talked about how I really enjoyed the Dave Chappelle show. Yes, and I just thought I, th- I think he's a master storyteller, right. and I don't know, just. I've learned so much from him. And there's been more. And then the Go ahead. consequences oh, I've, yes, after, after just listening to what people are saying about the show, yeah. I am like, I have been like mortally like, what? What is going on? Like people from Netflix are saying it wasn't woke enough right. and that he was, it was just 
didn't understand how being awoke, whatever. I'm not sure. Right. But, and and I felt like, oh my God, have I missed the mark? Because I only know how I feel. And you have to be, there is an education involved. But let's face it, not every educator is knows what they're effing talking about. 100%. You know, and you may feel like, oh, this is the correct way to think. Yeah. But it may, it may, and, and, and it may, may or may not be. Right. But there's a, there's a, a process involved in that. You can't just, a person can't automatically go from one leap to another. Right. And just go, oh yeah. I mean, I'm, oh, welcome myself to be taught and educated on this. Mm-hmm. But I know exactly how I feel, and I felt he did a good job for who he for who he is. Right. And people don't need to. <clears throat> I mean, maybe he knew he was going to be canceled for this right. show, and that's why he called it his last gig or his last performance right. on Netflix. I don't really yeah. know. But there's just something weird going on in the culture. Yeah, there's just something weird, but and and the big leap I thought reflected that. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and I'm not saying it was right or wrong, but right. in the in the show, um, one of the dancers, one of the girls, she this is years later. I don't know how many. Like she's in her 30s now. Yeah. But they yeah. go back to their high school. Now she's oh no, she's got a, like a little boy. Yeah. So let's he's say like she's seven. I think eight? she. Let's say he's ten. He's like a ten year old. Ten year old. Okay. Yeah. And so to makes find her out, she has a child by a teacher. Yeah. And she never talks about, never has told anybody who the father is. And she talks about now, looking back, how ashamed she was because she felt that he loved her. Right. When it, now she, from her vantage point now, it was really a power over somebody. Right. And so the the thing comes out that, you don't mind her saying now she's angry yeah. and she has a voice now. Right. And then the other the other side is that teacher is going to lose his job. Yes. You know. And you're And like, she was 18, so she was of legal age, but it's a big no-no to, to sleep with your students. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but um it's interesting you say that because she talks about like just the concept of shame and how yes, there's that AA uh, thing that you are only as sick as your secrets. Correct. And when you got pregnant with me and I was a secret for a little while until I couldn't be, because <laughs> you know, you were shamed. And even though it was a blessed moment and it led to me being born, which is happy, yes. which is, I find so funny that the Catholic church, I mean, this is my, I love the Catholic church, but there, there are some beautiful moments. And then there's some beautiful, like, what the hell? At one point, you have to shame a girl for getting pregnant. Right. But on the other hand, the birth is the most beautiful thing that could ever happen in the whole world. <laughs> yeah. So like, okay, is it is it shameful or is it the most blessed event yeah. in the whole wide world? Don't use birth control, but, you know. If you, you know, if you get knocked up, <clears throat> even be like one, you know, you are shamed. Yeah. And then I would say in the last 20 years, being a woman, because I swear three-fourths of the women that we know who've had babies in the last 10 years right. are not married. Right. And there's no shame in it. No. And I'm grateful because you don't need to have the shame right. of being out of wedlock right. plus the burden 
and I don't I mean that in a very positive way right or the stress and the responsibility of raising a child you don't need it right and like so yeah. I'm glad that at this moment we've yeah. hopefully released that I know and it's, that, that, it's uh, you talk about shame though shame yeah <clears throat> but you know even women are sh- females are shamed right from early on I totally agree like even I feel shamed mm. By not having kids. Right. And there are, and when I was growing up, I assumed I'd always have children. Right. I mean, I do have faux stepkids, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll take that. But the, the truth is, though, but the way my, because I've had a healthy mom mentally who's gone through therapy and all that stuff, like, I don't feel shame about that. Like, right. I don't feel the pressure of, or the shame about, like, oh, I should have had kids. That's, I'm less of a, like, right. I don't feel the things that other women feel, thank God. Mm-hmm. Cause that would have been, it's like, like, oh, I don't need something else to feel shameful about. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, that's just, at some point, maybe the next 30 years from now, we become more evolved to not feel so bad mm-hmm. about things that we may or may not have had control over. Right. Um, Sam Harris has, uh, an interesting couple of podcasts if you're a part of his app about free will because he truly believes that free will is um, in some ways an illusion because you weren't, you know, you didn't choose two par- the two parents that you had. You didn't choose how you were born. You didn't mm-hmm. choose, you know, the, the programming or beliefs that were installed into you, instilled mm-hmm. into you. Um, our installed is not a bad no, word either. No, you're right. Yeah. Exactly. All these things you weren't. And so at some point then you're supposed to go, oh, or, or the way your genes react in certain ways and the chemicals that are in your, in your, you know, in your environment, you have no, you have very little control over that. And yet you're supposed to have control over everything in your life. Um, and so when you, when you get that, and I, when I heard that podcast, the one thing I got from that podcast mm-hmm. was I give myself much more, because um, I can be very hard on myself for not being better. I give myself a lot more um, space for the universe to work div- divinely in my, mm. for my, uh, I love that. For my good. I love that. I don't have to be the one that controls it all. I love that. It makes me happier. And I'm you more are joyous. definitely happier and more yeah. joyous. Yeah. And in flow. And yeah. And I, and it's noticeable. Oh, thank you. Um, and so I, I, I'm hoping that that, the shame of just existing is gone in 30 years. That would be something I would be all for. Yes. I, you know, I don't know if there's something else. It's sort of the original sin, isn't it? Yeah. I, yes. We are born, especially women are born with just the feeling of we're not good enough. We're I shame. Think, I, maybe men are too, Jules. I, I, thank you for saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I think that has happened, you know, we talk about how, you know, men are needing to, um, be less vulgar in the work area or mm-hmm. less sexist and so forth. Mm-hmm. However, the way I feel about this, I bet 90% of the men mm-hmm. didn't want to perform like that. But those, t- those 10% of alpha men mm-hmm. kind of like, they're the ones that pushed everybody like, Oh, you got to do this. You got to do that. You mm-hmm. got to do this. And then like, I really don't want to do this though. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be like this. Mm-hmm. I'm getting older. This doesn't turn me on anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I just kind of want to go to work, mm-hmm. do my job, go home. I want to feel productive. I want to get a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. You know. I, I agree with you. So I think as a whole, we're getting better. And then, of course. Thank you, Jen. You know, there, there are, 
you know, I don't believe that people should be canceled for speaking there because I believe in free speech more than anything. I do too. Because I believe. And also, how are we gonna, how are we gonna um, learn yes. if we can't just be open to communication? How do we know where to shine the light if we don't know where the darkness is at? Absolutely. And we ca- and we cannot let the darkness keep going hidden mm-hmm. because when it shows itself, it truly will do it in an explosive manner. Mm-hmm. And so I just say, let it. Let it all work itself out. And there have been times mm-hmm. that, I, I mean, like, I know people are changing their opinions quicker and quicker, such as... Well, that's here, interesting. Here's an example. Um, Simone, the gymnast who mm-hmm. couldn't do her gym, she backed right. out of the Olympics. Right. And um, the, she initially had a lot of backlash, like, oh, these, these millennials or these younger people are so weak now, weak-minded. Yeah. And then... Um, they call in sad. Yeah, they ca- exactly. And then uh, they compared her to like, like, and like, like the tennis player who had a back out too because of her emotional state. Mm-hmm. And um, they're like, you know, and, and then someone goes, Gymna- gymnastics and tennis are completely different. <laughs> First off, gymnastics, you're throwing yourself 10 feet in the air, you know, doing, doing, you know, mm-hmm. could possibly at any given moment land on your head on a balance beam. You break know, you your could, neck. Yeah, break your neck. It's not the same thing. And I'm like, oh, hello. Open the door to that thought. Open the door. Yeah. And like, of course it's not. That's sort it's of why the right th- I know. just, I, that's really why I'm kind of grateful that I I take no sides in things. Yes. I really enjoy hearing everybody's different opinions. Yeah. And some are like, cuckoo, cuckoo, right. cuckoo. And some are like, oh, that's is a valid point. But what about this? Yes. You know? And I and I think that there's 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 people out there though that on either quote side of the spectrum feel like they have to be totally in alignment with like the left and the all that the woke machine. And some of it is just plain crazy. Or the right and all and then, that and then, craziness. And all that craziness. It's like the extremes are like, and the yeah. many people are really going, what just the like, hell's yeah, going on? Like, take no sides. Yeah, take let's no just, sides. Let's just watch this. Yes. But yeah, we know and, when, and then, when... And we know it. It's like when I hear someone who I trust tell me that the only reason why there's homeless pe- homeless problem in California is because of expensive housing. I'm like, I don't know if that's the only reason why. Mm. <laughs> I'm thinking saner people have been dealing with that issue for a long time in California yeah. are that the only reason there's poop on the sidewalk is from doggies. Yes, exactly. That's, I agree. That's not true either. It's not true. You know, but I could going back to Anne Hayes. I, I find her, um, wacky a little bit, you know? Well, I remember she, um, she was one of those people way. that disappeared or something yeah, and, and kind of had a mental breakdown yes. at some point yeah. and had to kind of had to rebuild herself yes. and her career back yeah. up. Okay. So yeah. So yeah. And, and, but she just is so open and honest mm-hmm. and don't you love that? Though? I do love that. that transparency because what you realize there is no story in your past that needs to be hidden. I mean, I'm not saying you guys share all the time because people are like, well, you, hey, you think mm-hmm. you got a story. Let me tell you my story. <laughs> well, my, my, my good friend and I, we talk, that, that we talk every week for like yeah. three hours. Yes, you do. Um, she has a friend who um, is another therapist and has been struggling with um, just a lot of pain and, and physical pain. And her, her whole, in her whole life, she was um, kind of raised in a cult and a lot of 
uh, physical and emotional abuse. And so early on, she walked away from her family, changed right. her name. and um, But she still, like my, 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 my friend <laughs> said, um, she still holds on to that, right. that trauma. Yeah. And, and at some point, you know, 50 years later or 40 years later, you want to be able to say, I can let this go. Right. Or I am, call yourself made whole. Yeah. Or, you know, you don't need to be the victim. You can tell your story, but so that others might be helped by yeah. it. But you don't have to keep reliving it. Right. I, I'm, I'm I hoping. totally agree. I remember you, we used to do this process um, where... We, we, we did it with, um, they said like in some Native American cultures, you're allowed to tell your story three times to the elders. Right. And after the third time you were said to have been made whole in some mm-hmm. sense and it's over and it's complete and it's no longer in your vibration. Mm-hmm. I like that because in some ways you you need to get it out of your system. Yes. And, and then at some point when the wound is healed, you don't want to keep, you know, scraping the scab. Right. And it, it is this these issues are so fluid and spiritual in nature. And there's just not, you know, mm-hmm. a cookie cutter kind of way to heal from these things. No. And, but you, like, I think that I had a very good childhood. I, and the main reason why is I felt loved and wanted. And that's all a kid really wants is to feel loved and wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you weren't, you guys weren't perfect. <laughs> Really? <laughs> you are not not perfect. In my eyes, you guys are pretty cool. In my eyes, you guys are the smartest parents in the whole wide world. Uh-huh. And you were the best. And everybody should be very jealous of us. You know? <laughs> and you couldn't understand why they weren't. I could not understand why you guys wouldn't want to be my, my, you know, my siblings. Because I have the coolest parents in the whole wide world. <laughs> you know, yes, we go out and we look for UFOs. <laughs> Yes, we talk about conspiracy theories, <laughs> but only from the vantage point of entertainment and like, hey, hopefully education is another way of looking at things. That's what I think is the best way. There's another way of looking to at offer things. perspective. I of always course. did that. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I still remember. And it's, if I had children, I would have scared the crap out of them this way, which is back in the day when they had alcohol advertisements in magazines, mm-hmm. they would show you a glass uh, with ice cubes in it and with bourbon. It mm-hmm. looked very pretty, right? Mm-hmm. And you go, now, Julie, look at this advertisement of alcohol. Try, everything is subliminal here. Try and find the skull and bones in the ice. Or the something, the, something, the dead the neg- person. The dead person. Yeah. Cause, Same um, thing in cigarette ads yes. I would do for you. Yes. Now, I want to make sure that you didn't smoke or drink. Yeah, and the truth is... It I'm didn't thinking, help your brother. No. <laughs> I thought it was so funny because you would think it was such the anti of what advertisers would do is <laughs> try to kill off their customers. But I realized that now you were trying to scare us. And it worked. Mm-hmm. I sure as hell found a dead person in the ice. Yes, you did. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh, right there, Mom. Yeah. It says, don't... Little did you know that, you know... 
40 had, years later, you'd find barefoot wine in Sangria Farm. Yeah. <laughs> the only I know is many years later, I have two businesses. And then at, at what you've said, oh, you found your bottom. <laughs> it's like, yes. But it's so funny because the last couple of days, I've woken up with such a headache. Uh-huh. I have, I've literally said no more. Yeah. I'm done. No I'm done off. with the, the sangria and diet seven yeah. up. Although you said to me, was it was a couple of days ago. I think it was like eight 30 in the morning and you said, mama, is it too early to start drinking? I haven't up since three in the morning. <laughs> and I thought if I woken up at nine yeah. in the morning, yeah. it would be now 2 a.m. at 2 p.m. Then it would be appropriate. I think it would be okay if I had sangria and Diet Seven Up <laughs> in a, in a red Solo cup with ice. I wasn't driving; my day was not off. But right. I'm like, you know. So yes, yes, I did. That's why I had decided. I'm like, maybe I am getting a little out of control <laughs> because two years ago I was not drinking and I was not drinking diet soda. Right, I'd given that up for a decade. Right, and now I'm doing both. I'm boozing Dang. and the diet soda. Dang. So I've I'm. I'm calling it quits because I've woken yeah. up with headaches two days so in a row. What does this tell you, though? You never, you know, when it's like it's compassion on people, right? Oh, yeah. Because you never would have thought two years ago that how dare those people drink diet soda? What's yeah. wrong with or, them? Or how dare they drink? Yeah. You know, you got a family. Why are you drinking? Oh, like, I know why. <laughs> I get you now, honey. I get you. And I know it's it's you using all your strength not to finish the bottle off. I understand. And but like I said, I have given it up. Today's a day. Okay. Going all cold turkey. And I don't feel I need to worry too much about it. It's not like my addiction to sugar, you know, which mm-hmm. is like um Mm. You know, mm. I have so much emotional connection mm-hmm. to sugar. Mm. Like yesterday, you go, Julie. Remember you used to, you used to make that patadu or patashu, patashu, patashu. And I said, yes, I do remember why I used to make patashu by homemade and yes. fill it with pastry cream and yes. put chocolate on top and yes. ganache. And she's like, oh, you got to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> and all of those beautiful memories come rushing in yes. when I used to make homemade cheesecake. I know. And I used to make homemade... You oh, just were that girl. I was that girl. I was, yeah. was going to be the chef-to-be. And then you get older and you're just like... I, I want to be a truck driver. Yeah. <laughs> I want to own two businesses. <laughs> uh, yeah, in transportation. How the hell that happened? <laughs> because the universe works in such beautiful ways. Yeah. And that's what I'm sticking to. I am, That's the story you're sticking you've to. You've got to tell the best story for you. Yes. You know? You have to. I'm not going to tell a story of victimization. I'm telling a story of what's best for me so that I can come and choose my life. And that's the key. We are, okay, if you guys don't know us very well, my mom is a channeler. You channel um, Padre Pio, but you too love it. You've, you, you are a psychic, but you have channeled people who've passed over mm-hmm. the bridge, you know, mm-hmm. and the communion of saints. Mm-hmm. And um, we've been, I've been taking notes, dictation notes for two years about Padre Pio. Right. And he has asked us to write a book about our, our experience as a parable mm-hmm. and as a Jonathan Livington Seagull kind of parable. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I love this idea. So here we are. Um, I'm choosing to tell this story this way. Right. Not the other way, which would be like one way could be like, oh, my God, my mom's so crazy. She's channeling Padre Pio. <laughs> and because I love my mom dearly, I'm just I'm dictating. I've got I have dictated 55,000 words of Padre Pio. But. When I read what we've did, yes, yes. it is the most enlightening, beautiful things it I've is. ever t- you know, I touched know. my life. 
And so stay tuned, people. What this is going to be. I was surprised when we went back and started reading. You're like, what? It's pretty beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. And then you go, oh, a lot of this other stuff that we hear is probably channel material. You know, are channeled. There are people that say that they are talented and that they get their spark or inspiration from above yes. or from wherever. Well, inspiration. You're inspired. Yeah. It's from that's, outside of that's you. That's the spirit. Yeah. The, oh, thank you. Inspired by the spirit. Yeah. In spirit. So, yes. So, I've grown up like this. And if I find this totally, totally cool and normal. Right. And, and somebody and, else. And somebody else going like going, Oops. Oops. <laughs> I got to run fast. I can't run fast <laughs> enough. Can't run fast enough. But see, no, I don't tell that story. No. You know, I don't tell a story at all. So yada, yada, yada. So thank you, Mama. I appreciate my life. You're welcome. So I, I, like I said, I hope that we get rid of shame. And it's interesting. Um, this kind of goes back to the story of, uh, we talked last week, how we were listening to the podcast uh, murder in Illinois. Illinois. I'm going to just listen, guys. We're going to just tell you about this podcast. You can go and invest because it's very fascinating. Mm-hmm. But it's been out for a while. I'm not going to, there's no spoiler list. I still have like the last episode, 30 minutes. half of the last episode. <clears throat> Greg went and did it in like a whole day or something. Something. It's crazy. But okay, so the, so the guy, Chris Vaughn, mm-hmm. um, he, didn't t- so he basically wrote a letter to the podcast or to his parents saying this is what happened at the day of the crime mm-hmm. and which is um he went out of the car i mean the, you know and um he went to the back of the car he heard bolt like explosions in the car he comes back he finds that his wife had killed their three kids then he shot then shot him and then before he was able to do anything the mother, the wife shot him shot herself now, he had never told anybody that until now, mm-hmm. 14 years later, 17 mm-hmm. years later. He's been in prison a long time. Right. And this account of the story totally matches what the forensic evidence states. Right. Now, he was convicted, but he never really got a good defense. No. He never told anybody what happened. He said he couldn't, he couldn't he, remember. Well, he, he thought that the evidence would reveal. He, yeah. He goes, I wasn't guilty. He thought he would... The evidence would be that mm-hmm. without him having to say that his, his wife, wife killed yeah. the kids right. and herself. And deep down what it was, was a, 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 a pie full of shit of shame. He was ashamed. Mm-hmm. He kept saying, I had, what did I do to cause my wife to behave like this, mm-hmm. to kill our three kids Well, he had herself. recently said that he had been unfaithful yes. in the marriage. <clears throat> and, and not to do this, but... Um, and the, we find out that the woman was also on pretty strong, pretty strong medications that for migraine, that would also have suicidal ideations Yes, as a side effect. Exactly. Now I get that. I remember when I had the Lyme disease, <laughs> I was on a medication for my pseudo tumor that was worse than the than the symptoms I was experiencing. Yeah. Luckily you were able to um, understand yes. and make a little jokes out of them. Like, oh mom, there's spider webs in front of my well, face. Well, cause you're like, I would be pulling off spider webs right. off my face. Right. Not intentionally. Right. I, I knew they were not there, but it felt like I was thinking right. on my face and you're right. like, oh, what's going on with you? Oh, I go, I just feel like I got spider webs on my face. I know that they're not there, but it feels yeah. like they're there. Yeah. And, 
Um, so I understand how medication can mess with your brain. And there were times when I told the doctor, like, I, I can't take any more of this. He goes, well, do you want to go blind? I go, well, no, I don't want to be blind. <laughs> I go, those are my only options. <laughs> That's it. Those are my only options. Mm-hmm. He goes, let's lower your dosage as much as possible. Like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, I get you. I get you. So, but it's interesting because you just go, okay, this is, so I Isn't understand. Isn't it interesting that you survived all that? Oh, yeah. I knew, well, once I was, once they had diagnosed me, I knew I'd be on the mend. Yeah. Because I, I had stopped the, I was getting worse and worse and worse. Mm-hmm. And then that, that stopped and I started getting better, you know, slightly. Yes. And, um, but That's I like get, one of the worst times of my life. I know. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. I feel shameful about that. No. <laughs> If I only found that little tick earlier on the back of my knee, you know, but I, but see that, but I can tell you right now that horrible time in my life, I got the worst time in my life, the worst time in your life. Um, not about you, Julie, <laughs> Jeez, about but I, me. I can tell you all the things I learned about, such as I was, fa- I was wrongly diagnosed at the beginning. So when people say Absolutely. the doctor doesn't know what they're talking about, I was wrongly. I'm like, Oh yeah, I get that. Yeah. He doesn't because know. They see your symptoms a certain way, and even though I said, "See this, see this mark on my leg." We took a picture. I of took it. a picture. Could this be the reason? Could I have Lyme disease? Could I be feeling like, no, I don't think it's that. Like, okay, but we'll give you some antibiotics and see. And that helped a little bit because that's the treatment for Lyme disease mm-hmm. is antibiotics. But I had to go through a month of intravenous antibiotics. Whoa, yeah, um, maybe more six weeks. I it think. was a long time. Yeah, but a uh, daily. Yeah. So I mean, like, even though I, I, I was diagnosing myself, telling doctors, but only when I got worse enough. Mm-hmm. And I said, could you just please run a di- please run a Lyme disease test yeah, on me? Yeah. Please run a Lyme disease test and on did, me. And they did. Oh, you got Lyme disease. And then, of course, the infectious disease doctor goes, I showed him the picture. He goes, well, yes, that's obvious Lyme. I go, yeah. I showed everybody that. <laughs> I know it's obvious Lyme. And also you had meningitis. From the Lyme disease, yeah, you know, and uh, and you had that pseudo tumor. tumor in your brain and the spinal. I, you know, growing up, we always heard like, "Oh my gosh, a spinal tap is the worst thing you could ever get. It's so painful." Mm-hmm. They put a needle in your spine, and then fluid comes out, and you're like, "Oh God!" And I had to have one. And um, I remember thinking to myself, "This is interesting," and uh, <laughs> um, but I go, "Oh, this is not as bad as I thought it was." gonna be I mean it was bad and I remember talking to the doctor because he's like I give myself four I'm gonna give myself two chances and if I can't get it in two chances I'm gonna send you up to Rockford and I'm like oh doctor I just want to tell you something my sister-in-law she's an emergency room doctor and she says those are the guys that you want to do your spinal taps because they do them on all different kinds of people I go so I'm willing to work with you if you need three or four times I'm all there I don't have to go to rock. <laughs> I can't it should be an hour away. And you gave a little pep talk. I did. I gave him a little pep talk. I go, we're in together. I go, I'll be willing to get, I'll, you know, I'll he direct goes, you. Sure? He goes, yeah, I'm sure. It's yeah. like, okay. And I just said, uh, and I remember him sticking me two times. And I said, I like, I go, this is, I go, I'm just letting you know that I feel pain, but this is not bad pain. I can handle this pain, but just to let you know so that if you can direct, you know, so that I'm, I'm working with you here. Right. I go, it's on this, right. He goes, okay. He goes, didn't get anything. We didn't, we didn't pop it yet. I'm like, okay. And then like the fourth time and they, and he, he, cause he did not believe it was because he didn't think the he did not think the spinal fluid, the spinal tap was going to help. And, uh, 
when the spinal fluid came out and it was all icky, icky yeah. he goes, oh, okay. <laughs> I can see there's an infection here. There's an infection going on here. And I'm like, great. And then they came back in all wearing masks. And it, yeah. was, a before, it was before COVID. Yeah. And then I go, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> and he goes, you're really, really sick. And you do have Lyme disease because we got the test results back because I had him do it two days earlier. And um, I had to really fight for that, by the way. And you got meningitis and our infectious disease die is going to come in shortly. And um, but I, at that moment, and I gave him a thumbs up. He goes, no, no, this is not good. No, we I thought go, it was good. I go, I knew it was either MS or, or Lyme disease. And I go, can you treat me? He goes, yeah. I go, then it's a thumbs up. That's all that matters. Yeah. I remember when he came in. Yeah. Dad and I were sitting there and he goes, well, we just got the test results. And Julie has Lyme disease and meningitis. We went, yay. yay. And he went, wait, well, wait a minute. I just said she had Lyme disease and meningitis. And we went, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's treatable. That's treatable. This that's, is, uh, we this can is get through good. this. Yeah, we're this not going to lose our girl. Yeah, this is, we can get through this. You were sick as a dog. I was sick as a dog, yeah. yeah. Well, I remember he was waiting in line to go to, the, to go to see my neurologist because when I went and had, I lost vision in my eye that led me to the optometrist, yeah. which then she goes, oh yeah, you have, you're losing vision, which sent me to the neurologist. And I remember waiting in the line at the neurologist's office, standing up. And I finally just said, I don't need a wheelchair here, guys. I'm not going to be able to stand up any longer. And I remember driving myself to the neurologist because <laughs> dad was going to meet me from work. And you were going to come with, but you hate driving. So I was driving and I thought to myself, Oh my God, I'm having double vision. Yeah. This is my first time having double vision. This is wild. And I, but I, I wasn't scared because first of all, I had the faith of God in me that it was all going to be okay. I knew it was going to be okay. But I also knew that this, at this moment, the culmination of all the crap that was going down on me was going to get solved. Enough symptoms were finally going to represent themselves mm -hmm. or present themselves to get treated. Mm-hmm. I don't expect my doctor to know everything. If I come in with a, with a, I came into the emergency room after going to urgent care. I went to urgent care with just a, 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 a fever that I couldn't break. Mm -hmm. And they said, I don't think you got Lyme disease. And I'm like, what about this, this, you know, and I, what and about the, this picture I took of yeah. this circular. And they go, no, I don't think so. But I'll get you antibiotic because your mom and dad had bronchitis, which you guys did at that time. I'm like, okay. Then led to, not getting better to the emergency room saying I am losing vision. My, 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 my pulse, my pulse and my blood pressure. I take it. I know what it sounds like is very thready and it's mm -hmm. high and that's mm -hmm. not like me and I can't get rid of this, fe this fever. Mm -hmm. And that started the tail chain of events to the eye doctor, to the neurologist, to and finally saying, remember oh, when you had that MRI? Oh, that was horrible. And you, you couldn't, uh, stand it in the, no, the tube? No, I, I couldn't stand the tube and yeah. I, they wouldn't do it. And then I had to go to my doctor and they prescribed me three little pills <laughs> to calm me down. Well, they don't tell you how bad. I had never been in a uh, um, um, uh, tube before. Mm -hmm. And they don't tell you how bad it is. It's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. And then when you're physically in pain and you got to be in there for an hour and then the guy threatens you like... If you do, if you, either we do it or we don't do it. But if we if we go halfway, I still got to charge you ten grand. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> Did you have to hold on to that little button? You know that. You, no, uh, they gave me something to hold on to, 
And like, if I couldn't take it anymore, I was supposed to press it. Oh, nice. No, I just, I literally started screaming at the moment he shoved me in there. And I'm like, this can't be right. This People can't have to go through this. This is nonsense. <laughs> and then finally, I, you know, I went, the next day I had it done, yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, after having three little pills. And um, I just remember telling the guy, I'm going to keep my eyes closed continuously. Um, but it was funny that day of the uh, 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 what's it called though MCAT what's it called though? MRI MRI thank you mm-hmm. I remember I threw up or was that the day I went to the emergency room my day I went to the emergency room I threw up everything so yeah it was a day after the MRI when they got the results back and I went to the neurologist that morning I was throwing up and uh, um, what's interesting is that the neurologist. Was in LaSalle, Peru, right? No, no. That was my optical neurologist that I had to go in after my stay in the hospital. Oh, okay. Um, and he was the one that prescribed me the crappy-ass crappy medication. But there's just a straight-on neurologist that said, you have a pseudotumor mm-hmm. behind your eye that's causing this. And I go, could this be caused by the, by the Lyme disease? Lyme disease? He goes, no. No. It's not caused by Lyme disease. I'm like, oh, that's weird because every fucking thing I'm Everything reading about- Everything on WebMD says- <laughs> Pseudo tumor, yeah, caused by Lyme disease. Uh, you know the reason why you have neuritis is because of your Lyme disease, which is the fluid. Yada yada. So I don't expect my doctor to be perfect. Yeah, we we know we knew more going into it. I but I was grateful that more symptoms were just coming through. I don't know what would have happened if nobody would treat me. You know, I mean, I don't know I what think, happened. Yeah, because even what it would really help too is like uh, the infectious disease doctor. Yeah, he said. No matter what anybody tells you, yeah. you know, you're on this for six weeks, you, your, your Lyme disease will be cured, yeah. even if you have symptoms afterwards. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. Yeah. Even if you have symptoms that flare up, know that you will be cured. You're already cured. And do not buy into the web that says you will have this for the rest of your life. Yeah. I'm like, and I'll tell you what, I do have symptoms that, that come up and flare up. And you know what, yes, though? The idea that I'm still cured makes me feel happier. I know. I'm like, yes, I have tingling in my hands. Guess what? I can live with that. Yeah. And honestly, it doesn't bug me that much. Yeah. You know. Sometimes you say your whole your whole torso is numb. Yes. I do say that because that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And like at night, you'll be laying down watching TV with me. Yeah. And you're just kicking your legs. Yeah. Because your legs are numb. My legs are numb. And then, yeah. But it's like... I, the truth is, this is just this is just how my body's reacting to that that little guy, and it doesn't change. He must my have been life. a wild guy. He must have been all in there, you know. And um, you know, do I have shame about that situation? I have shame that I probably there would be times I could have taken a shower more regularly. <laughs> Maybe and he would have the tick. Maybe he would have fallen off in the shower. I don't know. Uh-huh. Like maybe I went two days without showering one day. Uh-huh. You know, could I have? I don't know. Yeah. Did I? Because he was behind my knee. Could I have gotten him? I don't know. Well, can I remember? You know what I remember about that? We, you know, you asked me and Dad to look at it. You yeah. know, and then Dad goes, "We should take a picture of this." Yes. And the first picture we took, he took a funny close up, and did it look like an a hole? It looked like a butthole. It looked like a butthole. Like yeah. you, and then I and said, I'm like, I cannot show a doctor I said, this. <laughs> I told dad, we cannot take this picture yeah. and, and show this, this tick guy, you know, yeah. that looks just like a butthole. Yeah. And so we backed up a little bit yes. and got the full, 100%. the full thing in there. So that was, I can, I credit myself on that. That was, oh, I, but I laughed my ass off when I saw that picture. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, can you imagine? Can I, 
can I share a funny story? I don't know. I actually want you to share this story because we had we had an incident this week that was so laughed out loud funny hysterical. <laughs> and I can't remember what it was, but I remember oh my you laughing. God. Oh, okay. So the last Friday, yes, last Friday, because um, we'd already done our podcast, but so we decided to go to Bellevue, Iowa for the day. Oh, just yeah. me and you. Yeah. Just We took the dog in, and we were just going to go out for the day. And it's just, a quaint little town on the river. Yeah. Mississippi River. Bellevue, Iowa. And it's beautiful. It's right on the Mississippi. It's one of my favorite spots. Yeah. And so we, 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 the town is charming. It's like on a, the town's on a bluff. There's train tracks that run right in the middle. So you can be on a street, have your house. Yeah. And your front yard's a train track. Mm -hmm. It's just darling. Yeah. And so during, and we, we got, um, we go right to the river. Yes. On a well, campground. Yeah, beautiful campground right on the river. Yeah. And it's so wonderful because the first thing, you love this town. I, I like I like this town, but you love this town. I love the town. And you, there was a, a single wide trailer there mm -hmm. near the park mm -hmm. that you're like, I think I can buy this. Mm -hmm. And then rent it out as a Burbo, a Burbo or Airbnb, right. make a little money. And I got right. my place that I can call my own. Right. Because we, we did spend a week there and hated it because the person that did the Verbo use poor mattresses and it was just like yeah. ah. I mean we, we didn't hate being there no we just hated the fact that it wasn't up to speed it could have been a nice the, the cabin yeah right, the cabin yeah. could have just been like a wonderful ten, experience it really could have and yeah. it wasn't yeah and so um so you're like Julie call please call these guys so then I call them and I go how much is this single how much is your trailer, trailer? And he goes, and it was in a good condition. No, but you didn't know because he, he didn't answer. He didn't answer. Yeah. He just sent it. Then he called you, me back. No, but then, but during our escapades. Yes. We also saw a little tiny tra trailer that you pull behind your car. Yes. Like four foot by seven, six or seven yeah. feet. Yeah. And, and we had stopped to talk to that lady. Yes. And, um, but then. We showed pictures of it to Dad, but Dad wanted to know how old it was. Did it have brakes? Yeah, did a clear title to brakes? Was there a clear title yes. to this? Yes, and all of that. And so Julie couldn't find the number, and I go, I know where the number's at. Yes, it's in the car on this thing. So you texted the guy. Yes, or the, or the, and I said, Hey, my father really wants to, has a few more questions for you about your trailer. You know, one, does it have brakes? Two. Is it a clear title? And three, how old is it? And uh, within 20 seconds, yeah. I get a phone call. And I tell you guys, hey, guys, she's calling back really quick. I go, you must really want to sell this trailer. Yeah. And I'm like talking. I go, and it was a guy like, hello. I go, hi. I go, I talked to your wife on Friday. I go, you did? <laughs> like, yeah. I go, I, you know, I let you know my father was interested in the trailer that you have for sale. And, you know, you know, um. First I think also too, it was like two thousand, and Dad's like, "Well, you'd be willing to go down a thousand to a thousand dollars, thousand dollars, and does it have brakes?" So. And he goes, "I don't think we're talking about the same thing here." He goes, "I'm selling my my trailer, my mobile home trailer, for one hundred seventy five thousand dollars." <laughs> and I go, "Oh, oh, I'm so sorry." <laughs> By the way, does that trailer have brakes? <laughs> does your mobile home have brakes? Because I like to know. Because we're just going to back up to it and take Pull it right up. away. <laughs> and I'm like, "How?" Dare you think it's worth $170,000? <laughs> but everything is so expensive in this town. I, I almost feel like, 
you know. But it was so funny though because oh my god, that day you we had the yourself. best day. I did. We we ended up that was our trailer day. That was our because we day. saw that little trailer, and, and then, then we, we saw, saw the big home. trailer. And literally, we couldn't have been any wider contrast. No, from from two thousand to one hundred seventy-five thousand, <laughs> and they're both called the same thing: trailer. <laughs> I mean, the English language is so confusing, isn't it? So, and we shouldn't feel shame about it because we have no control over it. We, I don't feel shame about I don't it. Either. So, girlfriend, how was the show? It was great. It was great. It was great.